0: Today is fear not Friday. Friday. And Josh, half of your face is cut off, son. This
1: there is not the Phantom of the opera <laughs> Fear not. Fear, fear not, not Friday. Friday.
0: All right, today is the 18th. It is August the 18th, 2023. This is Daybreak Live. And I'm not ready. Someone will say ready something. Or to not. Those? Here we go.
1: It's a beautiful day outside. It's a beautiful in day in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> <hit the>
0: <laughs> it's time to lift our hearts to Jesus It's time to break some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible Listen to what the Spirit That's a good song. Amen. Amen? Amen. That is a good song. we oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Good morning, saints of God. It's a great day to be alive. Ain't it? All right, all right. Thank you guys for all your prayers and your concerns. Thank you for being with us here. I think people are starting to get used to 8 o'clock, maybe. (laughs) Our oldest daughter, I just found out this morning, our oldest daughter (laughs) didn't know it was at 8 o'clock. So we didn't get that to her. Yeah, Brother Bob, that, that song, that is a beautiful, beautiful song need to sing that a little more often i think hey by the way if you're going to the fair tomorrow night if you're going to be at the fair four o'clock over at the what stage community stage stage. but entertainment stage four to five twenty something like that we're going to be there we'll you know be playing music also uh that's at the wilson county fair state fair in lebanon uh also tomorrow in hartsville i ask you guys to come out we're going to have some worship and some testimony tomorrow at uh, trey park in hartsville starting at 11 and then we will go from there to wilson county Proverb uh, proverbs 17 proverbs 17 we are uh let's see we ended with verse 14 yesterday talking about, you know, turn the tap off, keep the water shut off, that strife, the beginning of strife is like the releasing of water, it's like turning on a tap, the next thing you know you got a big quarrel on your hands and we need to be careful because we can turn that speak it on or off. That brings us to verse 15, verse 15, and so that's where we'll start today. Verse 15, we'll throw it on the board on the screen. It says, He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. One of the things that this makes me think of, and I marked, I want to turn over to Romans chapter 13. I know you know this, but if you want to turn with me, I'm turning to Romans chapter 13. And I'm going to start with verse 1. It says this. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. In other words, come under the authority of the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Interesting. Now, he's writing this letter to the saints that be at Rome, to the believers of Rome. And he's encouraging Roman Christians to be submissive to the government. Of course, when it doesn't go contrary unto the gospel. But verse 2 says, Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers, those in charge, are not a terror to good works, but to evil. At least that's the way they're ordained to be. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise of the same. <laughs> it makes me think, you know, you want to not be worried about the police guy sitting on the side of the road? Don't be speeding. <laughs> Make sure your tags are in yeah you ever have a police uh don't have a joint fired uh, up yeah you ever uh you know the police the state trooper is behind you right behind you and then all of a sudden you're like oh no be sure i don't swerve don't look at my phone is my seat belt on i hope my tags are in right (laughs) oh it's so funny Do what is good, you will have praise of the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. He does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. And so we have governing authorities. We have structures set up. They are set up. They are ordained of God to be ministers for good and bearers of vengeance on the evil. Brother Bob Simmons was a lawman in here. Uh, he, he's one on here, I know for sure. as a a lawman. God sets these structures in place to bless good and hold back evil. Now, going back to the proverb, what really makes God upset and what God really doesn't like is those who... Justify the wicked and condemn the just, and so whether there be whether it's judges or juries or um, prosecutors or counselors, anybody in the authority structure, police officers, those who let the wicked off, but then the good guys has done nothing wrong persecute them and condemn them. Both of these alike are an abomination to the Lord. That is not the purpose for governments. That is not the way they're instructed to be. And I hate to say, and I don't want to get very political here, but do you feel like, let me ask you, do you feel like that we're living in a time where wicked people are, that there's a lot of justifying the wicked and then there's a lot of condemning the just going on. There's a lot of stuff happening today that's not in God's will, not in God's ordained preferred will. Amen. I'm not saying God is sovereign. I understand for those of you who's like, wait, right, God's sovereign. I know God is sovereign and there is the allowed will just like our brothers and sisters that was persecuted day before yesterday in Pakistan. There is an allowed persecution, I understand, and God is still sovereign, and He will turn things for good. But the structure of governments is to protect the good, and to keep down the evil, and God hates it. It is an abomination. It means He. it disgusts Him. It disgusts Him when lawyers get wicked guys off. And when lawyers convict people that did no wrong judges fill in the blank and ministers of justice should be righteous verse 16 why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom since he has no heart for it a fool has no heart for wisdom now it's funny i read this This morning, I read this again. And last night in our home Bible study, we're going through the book of Acts. I've shared that with you. We're going through the book of Acts. And uh, we happened last night. We're reading where, you remember Simon the sorcerer? I think it's in Acts chapter 8. Yeah. And uh, the Samaritans believed and they were baptized, but yet the Holy Ghost hadn't come upon them yet. And so uh, Peter and John came down. The apostles came down from Jerusalem to pray for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Philip, the evangelist, Philip had been preaching. People were being converted, but they wanted them to receive the Holy Ghost, the promise of Pentecost, and it hadn't happened yet. And so he sends a couple of the apostles to go down. Well, there's a guy there called Simon the Sorcerer, and he's been doing, you know, sorcery, magic tricks, according to translation, say a magician or a sorcerer, According to the transition, uh, he, he, uh, he considered himself to be some great guy. And all the people were like, this guy's got the power of God. Well, when he believed also, when he saw the miracles of, of Philip, that Philip was doing, he believed also and was baptized. Now, when the apostles came down and they laid hands on the disciples, they received the Holy Spirit, then uh, Simon says, hey, let me give you some money. Let me me buy the ability that whoever I lay hands on can receive the Holy Spirit. And Simon Peter rebukes him real hard. He's like, you are in the gall of bitterness, the bond of iniquity. And I mean, he pretty much is laying down a curse on him. Yeah, your money perished with you. Your heart is not right before God. And he's like, pray for me, pray for me, right? But anyway, when I read this this morning, I I was just thinking about the why is there in the hand of the fool the purchase price for wisdom? Well, the actual purchase price for wisdom isn't money. Can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. The actual purchase price for wisdom is first the fear of the Lord and then humility and repentance. That is the prices. That's what you have to pay if you want to have wisdom. You have respect and honor for God. The fear of the Lord is the very beginning of wisdom. We humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. He lifts us up. We're willing to repent and turn from our mistakes. If we're not willing to repent, let me tell you, it's no good. And the fool has no heart for that. He has no heart for that. All right, next, verse 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Now, just in the natural, you know, we hear this term. The very first term I thought of when I read that was fair-weather friends. We don't want fair-weather friends, you know. We want a friend. A true friend is a friend in season and out of season. A true friend is still your friend when the bad times. They don't leave you hanging. Amen. In the bad times, they're still your friend, right? Uh,
1: I was thinking about... Uh, the prodigal son, you know, he went off and had all his riotous living. As long as he was throwing the money around and supporting the party, he had all kinds of friends. Mm-hmm. But when the money ran when out, the he was
0: eating with the hogs. Saw who know? his friends are. Yeah, you, you got a lot of money you want to throw out? You got a lot of drugs? Okay, true story. I was pastoring Church in Carthage. And a guy came. He had just gotten out of uh, prison. And he had money saved up. So he had $10,000. The police officer dropped him off with me. I had a men's shelter at that time and dropped him off with me and said, would you try to help him? Because, you know, he just got out of jail and he's got $10,000. And I even went to court with him. And the judge said, Mr. Nesbitt, would you help him? So I tried to help him. I got him. I took him to the bank. I opened him a savings account. And I'm like, be careful. Don't just spend this money. This will help you get on your feet. right?" Uh, and within, I think was it one week, babe? He was, it was, yeah. It was, it was one week or two maybe weeks. A week. I, but I think it was a week. One week later, he's back on the right there in front of the church, talking to me, and he's totally broke, no money. And others in the community had told me, even I, I got him to try to secure it. I got him to leave it alone. But, you know, he had money, and he wanted to have friends, and he started buying drugs for all the friends down at the projects, and next thing you know, everybody was using him, just what Lisa said, and everybody was his friend for a week. So that was a true story that actually happened, and then everybody left him, and he ended up going back to jail, by the way. Terrible stories, but...
1: that's what happens yeah
0: and when you don't have good friends in your life that'll hold you accountable and they're the good they're there in the good and they're there in the bad they love at all times and a brother is born for adversity the context of this is not necessarily it's not a dna brother it means a brother is born like like jonathan and david a brother is born for adversity they're there with you They'll stick it out with you. Now, on the spiritual side, this is Yeshua. This is Yeshua. This is Jesus. Because He loves us at all times. And He was born to take on adversity with us and for us. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. To bear, bear our burdens. And I, I would say bear our burdens with us. He does that too. But to begin with, to bear our burdens for us. Amen. Hope you got some good friends in your life, brothers and sisters. I really do. I really do. And if you don't, move down here to Middle Tennessee. We'll be your friends. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. We like having good friends. Verse 19. Verse 19. Oh, I've... Sorry. 18. Verse 18. I I put up the right one, babe. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. Wow. The people that can hang you up at times because we're friends with them and we want to help them out, right? Basically, this proverb is saying look, be wise in this. Doesn't mean you never help your friends. There's times and there's ways to help your friends, but you need to be careful. You know, the Bible actually frowns on us going in debt at all. I mean, that's why Lisa and I have been, you know, matter of fact, uh, right at the end of last year, bought a house to flip. We just got a contract on it. And the whole, my prayer at Tabernacles last year, I said, Lord, give me something to get me out of debt so I can serve your kingdom more. And uh, I, you know, and I told, I'll work hard, Lord. And anyway, he, I, I believe the Lord set this up and gave us a house to flip. And if everything goes good, maybe we're going to get out of debt or very close where we can serve the Lord. So because what I've seen through scriptures and my years of study of scriptures, it's good to be out of debt. It's good to owe no man, anybody. Oh, no no man, anything except to love. Right. right? That's what we, and so it's good. But I, Look, I'm still in debt right now, so I'm not, don't take this the wrong way, anybody. I, I understand debt, tr- truly. I've been in debt since I was 16 years old, right? And I'll be 55 this year, and hopefully this will end it. But there's one thing, you know, it. there is some uh, goodness and integrity in you being sure to be able to pay your debts, Okay you need to be very careful about signing yourself up to pay somebody else's debts or Amen. your friend's debts Amen. right and i mean it's god's hard people, to it's it was, hard to pay your own much less, less others
1: among god's people it was wrong for them to charge usury to charge another. interest yeah and so i can see how that would definitely work out well if everybody was working together to help each other out instead of looking to make a profit on somebody else's Mm. You know, uh, lesser financial status.
0: Wouldn't that be a cool thing? Wouldn't it?
1: I think
0: it would. Yeah, that that could be an awesome ministry. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it could work, but that could be an awesome ministry where Christians pull together and, you know, help people get out of debt. You know, and then don't charge them interest. You know, you just give so it back. Get out of debt. Get out of debt to the, the financial that once institutions. they're, they're
1: going to help somebody else.
0: Yeah, that everybody helps one another. But anyway, we need to be. This proverb just says, "Guys, be wise, be smart, okay, and be careful." You know, becoming surety for somebody else, even a friend,
1: even a even even sometimes a, a family member. A, I mean, yeah, it can be a family member.
0: Who Amen. Lost
1: everything they worked for all their lives by being surety. For by being,
0: being for surety their for their children. Yeah, you know, you're right. If
1: sure your child is well founded, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be. Hey, you
0: you. Coming for them. You better believe there's nothing we have not seen. All right, verse 19. He who loves transgression loves strife. And he who exalts his gates seeks destruction. He who loves transgression loves strife. You know, some people just love conflict. They just love strife, it seems like, right? They love it. And when they love transgression, they love sin. That means they love conflict because sin is going to bring you into conflict. There's no way around it, right? Just it, 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 And you sin enough, it's going to bring you, not only is it going to bring you into conflict with family and friends, it's going to bring you into conflict with God. But just on a natural level, you know, it's going to bring you into conflict with the law. You're going to have all kinds of conflict in your life. And then it says, he who uh, exalts his gate. Now, this is interesting, exalts his gate. Uh, ESV would say, uh, has a tall door, seeks destruction. I'm going to tell you what I think, and this is probably going to be different than a commentary that you would look at, but this is what makes sense to me. You know how the Lord Jesus says, uh, wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Yep okay and narrow. narrow and just like Jesus says wide and narrow, I think this proverb is saying tall or he that enlarges his gates. Remember his gate this this proverb is the one who loves transgression and I think makes a high door for it. You know what he's doing? He's destroying himself. He's destroying himself and and let me tell you, once you start going down the road, bad decisions lead to more bad decisions. And it becomes easier and easier and harder and harder to get out of and harder and harder to heal from. So keep a narrow gate. Walk through a narrow gate. Keep a small gate. Don't don't have a large gate. Don't enlarge your gate for transgression, okay? Verse 20, what time is it? Okay, let's let's just talk about 20 and we'll stop here. Verse 20 says, he who has a deceitful heart finds no good thing. (laughs) And he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. Well, When I read this proverb, he who's got a deceitful heart, your heart's not right. You can't find good in anything. You find no good thing. Never satisfied. Can't, there's there's no good... And, and here in a little bit, this is going to talk about scoffers and then it's going to talk about a merry heart and you just finds no good thing. The deceitful heart, you're always going to... Not only are you going to find trouble, you're going to look for trouble because your deceitful heart's going to lead you into trouble. We need to check our hearts. Amen? We need to check our hearts and we need to check our tongue. Words have power words have power and we can start you start using a perverse tongue and i'm going to tell you it's going to lead you into evil be careful how we speak speak life speak life speak life amen well i hope you got something out of the day today thank you for being here on this friday for daybreak this bible study and uh, we will say the Lord's Prayer. I want to say to everybody, Shabbat Shalom, in case you don't stay to the end of the prayer. I'll say it again at the end of the prayer, but let's say the prayer, because the Lord Jesus told his disciples, pray like this, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen?
1: Yeah, if you're in the area.
0: Yeah, come on out. Uh, May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for being here. Shabbat shalom. See you next week right here.